Hello, welcome to the Very Grateful Mind podcast with me, your host, Vioni. I am so excited that you guys have joined us for this episode. I have brought on my friends, Lauren and Jenna from Fit and Social. They are intuitive wellness experts and coaches, and they have amazing work that they're doing in order to help women really reconnect to their bodies in order to live a healthy life. They have launched a really awesome program and I would love for you to just tune in to listen to their stories, why they do what they do, what their passions are, what they are here to offer. And I would encourage you to find out when they will be having their signups for their program as well as when it starts. So without any further ado, here is our episode with Jenna and Lauren from Fit and Social. Hey, Jenna and Lauren, it's so good to have you guys on with me today. I'm so happy to have you here. How are you guys? Good. We are so excited to be on here as well. Vioni is one of our really good friends. We've actually, well, Jenna knew her um, through family members, correct? Yep. And yep. I, family friends, family friends. And I have met Vioni through the wonderful internet, Instagram. <laughs> I love it. I know. Like, I always used to hate Instagram and like social media, but I have a love hate relationship with it because I have some really amazing friends from it now. <laughs> I feel like that too. It's like, I've talked to so many personal friends who are like, I just got rid of Instagram. Like I can't be around the toxicity. And I'm like, but it's also really, really cool when you use it for the right reasons. Like just block the people that are are bringing the toxic crap your way and follow people love. And that's Mm -hmm. what we're doing. (laughs) Yeah. And I love that because that's something you guys taught me was like how to shape social media so that it actually benefits you so that it's not causing you to drain your energy. Mm -hmm. which is a great segue to what we're talking about, right? Because you guys as intuitive wellness coaches talk a lot about how to support yourself, right? Mm -hmm. Um, So that you can really optimize that energy and be the best version of you, right? Yeah, definitely. And I, I really feel like the reason that we're qualified to teach and talk about that now is because we did the opposite for, for most of our lives. Like we really bought into that, like, hustle culture, do more, work harder. You're, you're lazy. If you aren't working, like you have to work hard to have success and show up no matter what, even if you feel drained, you need to be consistent, which we will talk about (laughs) what our definition of consistent is at some point during this episode. But yeah, that's how we used to live. And now we've totally given that mentality up. Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I think this is a great time. If you guys want to talk about like, what are some of these things that you guys did? Like what, how did you grow up? What were you taught as to why you needed to hustle and bustle until you were basically like trash? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I, Lauren, I'm talking right now. <laughs> if you guys don't know the difference between our voices, um, <laughs> my upbringing was definitely do as much as you possibly can. So kind of be like this performer and we never take a break. Um, so growing up, I was into, you know, sports, but it wasn't like I was just into sports. (laughs) It was like, 
I did a sport and I had to do it times a thousand. I had to be the best at it. I had to practice constantly. And there's nothing wrong with wanting to be the best at something. I'm not, not saying that at all. Um, but how I was raised was, you know, we never quit anything. We are constantly grinding all the time. If you're sitting around, you're lazy. My mom is amazing, but she never took a break ever growing up. I just remember seeing her constantly on her feet, like doing all kinds of things. And if she got a chance to relax, like she couldn't relax. Um, Also in terms of, you know, the diet culture mentality, I grew up with a ton of people around me where talking about your food, talking about your body, talking about how much weight you will want to lose or, you know, oh my God, I can't believe I ate a cheeseburger. Like that conversation was constant. And I'm finding now that I'm not, that's not the way I live anymore. And that's not the conversations I prefer to have. Sometimes I find myself in situations where it's very uncomfortable because I can just tell the people that are around me, that's all that they consume. And that's all that their life is really consumed by. Yep. So for me, it wasn't really, and there's a ton more of my background that I could go into, but I will say I subscribed to diet culture. I subscribed to hustle culture for a really long time. Um, and actually at one point after I had my first son, who is now five, I took the diet and hustle culture to the absolute extreme. And I've taken it to the extreme before when I was younger, but I feel like this time was I turned the knob up by like a thousand. Um, I was exercising every single day. And when I say exercising, I used to be a division one athlete. And so exercising for me back then was killing myself. Like if I wasn't killing myself, I was not exercising. So I was doing that pretty much seven days a week. Um, I was dieting hardcore. I did a fitness competition. So my body fat percentage was at like 10% body fat. Wow. Um, Mm -hmm. I also was trying to run a business at the same time. And I was running it in a very masculine way. And that wasn't serving me. And I had a lot of side effects that came out of that Um, chronic stress. I had some body issues, my period. I lost that for six months. It wasn't until I had my second son who is now one that I had this like awakening where, you know, I had my baby and I, you know, obviously I gained weight from pregnancy, whatever. And I wanted to lose the weight. And when I went to go back to the things that I was doing before, it felt so icky in my body. Like I just couldn't physically do it. And that's the turning point for me. That's when I had to really look inward and decide what's the most important in my life. Is it fitting into society's perfect body figure mold, or is it having fun and just living and just being myself and being present with my kids? I love that. I want to have a couple follow-ups on this one. So I really noticed how you were talking about watching your mom, Mm -hmm. right? And now you are a mom, both of you, I'm a mom. And I totally related with that because for me, a huge turning point was becoming a mom. Now I'm the example that I'm setting for a child. And what is that example that I'm setting and putting myself first now versus watching my mom also drain herself 
you know, because that's what moms are supposed to do, right? Sacrifice yourself. Like that's what we're taught. Sacrifice yourself till there's nothing left of you. No, like I'm starting to realize when I actually put myself first, my daughter knows mommy needs to take a nap because when she does, she feels better. She can play with me and has the energy for it. Mommy needs to go to the gym because if she does that, then she feels energized and has the strength and endurance to like stay, keep up with me. Like, so I'm trying to now change that narrative in my household so that she can see what that's like to take care of herself. So I love that you noticed that with your mom growing up and Jenna, we can talk about you too. Um, but a second thing I noticed that you said was, I love how you said you subscribed to these narratives mm-hmm. because what I think that really points to is how you have the choice, mm-hmm. right? You can choose to subscribe to that belief mm-hmm. or you can change it. And I love how you have decided unsubscribe from that shit and let's resubscribe to something else. <laughs> yeah. And it was hard. I will say <clears throat> it was really hard at first to unsubscribe because my entire like life, I'm not being dramatic here. My entire life, like that was success. Mm-hmm. Yes. That was my whole definition of success was have the perfect body, work your butt off, mm-hmm. kill yourself and everything that you do. Because if you do that, people think you're so magnificent and disciplined and whatever job you're doing, you have to be busy constantly. If anyone sees you taking a break, you're not working, you're not providing, you're not doing what you're supposed, you're supposed to do. So it was hard uh, because I had that belief still in me that success equaled what I was doing. Mm-hmm. And so it was really hard to shift that. Um, but with a lot of healing work, I was able to shift and I, I'm not going to be completely vulnerable here it still haunts me sometimes. I mean, it still definitely comes up for me and I will definitely catch myself, um, finding myself either subscribing to it for a hot minute for a, for a little while, but I am able to take myself back out of it and not let it consume me anymore. So that's a huge win. Love that. And I love how you reiterated that you don't completely get over it. These are going to be your lifelong battles. Mm -hmm. You don't completely heal and it disappears. Um, right. So I, I love that. When yeah. I think a huge part of that is it's never going to disappear because that's our society. Our yes. society is not going to let it disappear because nope. it's on TV. It's on social media. Mm-hmm. It's in friend groups. It's in your family. I mean, it's everywhere. And that's, yes. that's a huge reason why we started our social media account, why we started our website, why we have group coaching programs, why we have courses. Like we want to be that safe space for women, but like you said, especially moms, because that was a huge turning point for me as well. It's like, once you have to figure out what that new way of prioritizing yourself is, once you decide to unsubscribe, it's like, cool, but what the hell am I subscribing to then? Like, what does this even look like? Because everything around me is telling me that this isn't, this isn't correct. Yes, absolutely. Uh And it really is an unlearning which is like, how do you even start? How do you even do that? Which is why I love what you guys are doing because you're really helping people to find methods and practices to help unlearn. Yeah. We we like to say, we like to say that we, we help women fill the void between diet culture and hustle culture and living their intuitive lifestyle. Yes. Mm -hmm. Love that. Yeah. Yeah. That's where we found ourselves. So Jenna and I, 
both had babies very close together. So I, my son turned one in September, her daughter's turning one on Halloween. So Uh we had babies super close together. And that was such a huge, huge blessing because I think we both had that awakening at basically the same exact time. So it was very helpful to have each other but we found ourselves in that void for, for a while still, sometimes, you know, we can get back into that void, but we can pull ourselves out of it. But we were in that void of like, okay, you know, I remember even talking to her on the phone, like, so can you like do this meal plan? We have this meal plan that we were giving people. I'm like, uh, <laughs> I like, can't physically do it. <laughs> no. We're both like, we can't, we can't do this. Like what's going on? Like why we used to be able to follow this stuff to a T we used to be able to do all these things. Like, why can't we do this anymore? Well, and, and quite honestly, at that point, we were actually running a group coaching program for that month. And so we had these women that we had given this meal plan to, we were all doing it together. And Lauren and I are like, what's wrong with us? Because we can't follow our own meal plan anymore. <laughs> like what's up? And so it was really scary because I mean, our business was tied up in hustle culture yeah. and diet culture. So it was like, we had to shed all of that. It was very uncomfortable. Yeah. And so, <laughs> so going into my background a little bit, mm-hmm. um, I definitely relate to the hustle culture aspects, diet culture. I mean, honestly, my, my parental relationship was kind of flipped. My dad was the one who was like constantly working and he actually retired. Um, when I was a freshman in high school, he retired at age 49, which was incredible, but he never actually retired. Like he started his own business after he retired and he just works constantly. Now he's doing construction stuff. He retired from education. And so I saw that example of like, Oh, like don't take a break, keep working, keep working. And then in terms of diet culture, I actually joined Weight Watchers with my mom. We joined together when I was 14 and yeah. And I remember just going to meetings. I mean, we went every single week to, to get weighed in. And I would like, I was obsessed. I would wear shorts in the dead of winter that there'd be two feet of snow on the ground. I'd wear shorts because they would weigh less and I would lose like 0.2 pounds. And then we'd go home and we'd celebrate with ice cream and it was fat-free, sugar-free, joy-free ice cream with fat-free whipped cream with fat, sugar-free chocolate. Like that was my whole, my whole high school experience. And then college was just like a free for all. And then every single time I'd come home for the summer, I would like bust my ass to lose all the weight that I gained during that year. Like it was this whole yo-yo for the entire time I was in college Mm -hmm. and it was exhausting. I mean, I was, I was binge eating. I was, my relationship with food was just horrendous, but I thought that was normal at the time. Like I didn't know, I didn't know any better. Um, And so then, you know, fast forward to us starting our our business together and that hustle culture really came into play of like, okay, we have to show up all the time and it was related to health and fitness. So I'm getting on stories. I'm showing everyone my workout. I'm showing every single meal I'm eating. I'm like, I'm not letting myself ever take a break from this because I have to be perfect. So it was this pressure that I put on myself to hold everything up and not let any balls drop. And I was just talking to my husband about this the other day, because you know, we're, we're celebrating our daughter's birthday here in a couple of weeks. And he's like, you know, like, do you miss like the old you, that old version of you? And I'm like, no, because honestly, I feel like for most of my life, I was stuck in this, like just this mentality of having to control everything. And I didn't realize that that was just high functioning anxiety at the time, um, until I got pregnant. 
And we, this is kind of a long story, so I'll, I'll speed it up here, but I feel like it's important to share this aspect because it led to my turning point. Um, but I was pregnant, found out we were pregnant and we're like, okay, well, obviously we need to sell our house and buy one with more bedrooms, which looking back, we would have been just fine. But we decided that, you know, right in the middle of the pandemic, let's list our house. So we sold it, moved in with my parents and then couldn't find anywhere to live for months. So we ended up moving staying with my parents. We moved into our house five days before I went into labor with my daughter and we still have boxes. We haven't unpacked and she's one, uh, but yeah, I feel but, that, but too, you know, Lauren had said she had her baby in September. So I had like a six week ish period where I was solely in charge of our business. And I think that was also the end of my pregnancy. We were also trying to move. That was the time in my life where like all the balls dropped, they all dropped. And it was just, I was crying all day, every day toward the end of my pregnancy. I mean, hormones were a bitch obviously as well, but it was just this, I couldn't, I, I couldn't control things the way that I thought I needed to. And that was like the beginning of the end of that whole diet culture, hustle culture relationship, honestly. And looking back, it's beautiful. I'm so happy that it happened because it was almost just like this perfect disaster that was like, it has to blow up so that I can start fresh and figure out where the hell I'm going from here. I love that story because everyone has a turning point. Like I love how for you guys, And I'm finding this happens to basically everybody. It's hard to learn from someone else's mistake until you're the one that goes through a storm. Yep. Yeah. And all hell breaks loose. And you're like, I have zero control. Yeah. And it like basically forces your hand at surrender. So yeah, Yeah. I I think it's either because for me, after I I feel like motherhood, when you become a mom, Mm -hmm. (laughs) you, we, we, we kind of were talking about this, like your shadows kind of come up. Because you're so vulnerable, you know, you just gave birth, your body's just went through a lot of trauma. You're not sleeping. Like there's a lot going on. And so your shadows come up and what are you going to do? Are you going to ignore them and push them to the side and go diet culture, hustle culture it out and just push, push through life, push through, which is what I did after I had my first son, I completely ignored my shadows and shunned them away. And then they came up again after I had my second son and you faced, I didn't ignore them. You faced them mm-hmm. anymore. Yeah. Yeah. You let them become a part of you. And, and yeah, I think, you know, especially with motherhood, especially, you know, having a daughter, I'm like, I, I don't want to screw you up the way that I'm screwed up with food <laughs> and with all of this, but like, I have to do that healing work and I don't really even know what that looks like, but I need to figure it out. Yeah. Yeah. And we I did. love that. Yeah. Absolutely. And it's like a constant learning journey, right? Like I've even realized for myself, there's so many tools that I've learned along the way to help with my own personal healing too. But as I keep going along this journey, I just keep learning other things, or maybe like some of the practices that may have worked for me no longer work for me in this point in time. And that's okay. Like getting to the point where it's like, that's okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Because like something that I resonated with, with what you guys were saying, we were like, I had this plan for us. Why can't we follow this meal plan? (laughs) And I'm supposed to be the example because I'm a coach and I'm teaching this like, oh my God, what a super vulnerable place to be. Mm -hmm. I kind of want to go back there and talk about that and what that felt like for you being coaches and now being like, shit, this plan I made does not even work for us. So what did that look like? It was terrifying. Like, 
I, I was actually seeing a therapist at the time, um, after I had my son and because I was having lots of anxiety, postpartum anxiety, um, just a lot of things going on, you know? So I was seeing a therapist and I was talking to her about the shift that we were starting to have. And I'm like, well, what do we do? Like, do we just like get on Instagram and say, hi, we don't actually believe in anything we were saying yesterday. <laughs> like, I, what, like, what the hell? And she's like, so it was really scary. Um, but her advice was actually really good. She's like, it's going to come out in a natural way. Like there's not going to be this day where you're just going to declare it's going to like, just people are already seeing you evolve right now. Like, yeah. So, and, and it did, it naturally came out, but we had a lot of fear that, you know, we used to be beach body coaches and we had tons of customers and coaches under us and we didn't want to do that anymore. Like, well, we had kind of unsubscribed from that, like a while back, like we were kind of moving away from it, but we never really like came out and said, like, I never cut the cord. Yeah. We mm-hmm. never chopped the cord out. So, um, out, that's not the word. <laughs> We never, we never cut the cord. That was, okay. that was a little vulgar, but whatever. We get it. We get it, it works. We know, we know what you mean. It's fine. So we were really, we were really afraid to, um, hurt those people yeah. that were still, um, subscribed to that and, and trusted us. And now we don't believe in that lifestyle anymore. So we kind of were like a little nervous about maybe hurting their feelings or upsetting them. But it was interesting because that's not the reaction we got. We actually probably had like two people cuss us out, honestly, like screw you guys. I hate you. I'm never talking to you again. We're on following you. Like, okay, I don't care. But that was it. Everyone else literally was like, thank you. Mm -hmm. Thank you for saying this. I'm not crazy. Yeah. Well, and I think, you know, imposter syndrome is a real thing when you have your own business. And I think that was a slap in the face to be like, wait, we actually don't believe in what we're coaching. Like, what are we going to do? And I, and it was hard too, because financially in our business, the year before was super successful. It went really, really well. And so our husbands were like, what the hell are you doing? wait, you're gonna <laughs> like, this just worked. And now you're going to rip everything apart and, and do what? And we didn't have an answer to that at the time. So we really had to be vulnerable with them as well and raise new babies, figure out how to be parents. To- and we were also business coaching at the time. Vioni <laughs> was one of our business clients and we're like, okay, so we have to now tell our entire business cohort that what we were doing before we're not doing anymore. Right. We literally were coaching our business clients and we were like where they were right. because we didn't, our business was gone. We had a whole new one that we had to build from scratch. Our Instagram had zero followers. When, yep. Like, yep. We literally had to, we're like, okay, we're going to do this with you guys, literally. But I, I, looking back though, I'm, I loved that because I feel like it just brought us together on a whole new level to work through all of that stuff together. Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I know, like, I've been able to watch this evolution of you guys too from January through even now. Like, when you guys came out and said that, it also felt like, oh, thank God. Like, you understand. Yeah. Yeah. Because yes, it doesn't actually have to work out like this. Like it doesn't have to be perfect. It doesn't have to be like in this box. And, um, and that's, yeah. that's the diet culture and the hustle culture, the wounding from that, the wounding from this masculine energy source yes. of, of 
feeling like everything has to have a black and white answer. Yes. And, and at that time we're like, what's the answer? What is it? Like we didn't trust ourselves. We didn't trust our intuition enough to just let it flow. And that's something that I have really, I'm still working on just, just knowing that the people who are meant to be in our lives in terms of clients, in terms of friends, like those clients are going to come to us because we are speaking our truth and we're sharing what's speaking to us and, and what we're doing. Like we don't, we've had a lot of, of wounding from our teaching careers as well, because I used to teach elementary school. She used to teach high school. And it was this, this belief that everybody had to be at the same point. We could like, we had to hold every single person. We couldn't let anybody slip through the cracks. Like we, it's just a lot of pressure to make sure that we hold everyone. Whereas now I feel like I'm working on letting that mentality go and just being me and attracting the people to me who want to be in my energy field. Yes, absolutely. I love that. I think that letting go and that shedding is so important. Um, which I think really helps us to kind of symbolically segue into how you're teaching about cycle syncing, right? Because that shedding of the lining, it's like a brand new cycle. And it's something that happens physiologically to people who menstruate. Um, so like, for example, for today, I've talked about menstrual cycle syncing a couple weeks ago, kind of like an introduction of how that looks for anyone who wants to do it. You guys also coach on menstrual cycle syncing. So for those of you who are listening, check out fitnessocial.com. They'll have a program there and they also can coach you on that. Um, we can talk about that more later, but like, for example, for today, I woke up and I track my cycle. I use an app on my Apple watch. I also use the whoop tracker to track my fitness and strain and all that stuff in my sleep. And I was like, I'm so freaking tired. Like, I was like, I'm so tired. I knew I was going to be tired because I track and like, I'm what two or three days away from starting my period. And I look at my, my gym has a little app that says what the workout is for the day. So I look at it and I'm like, there's no way it was a PR day. Like we're going to PR all these lifts. I was like, that is not happening. <laughs> if I, if this were like back when I was ovulating or I'm like, you know, super high energy, this, I would be like, hell yeah, this is amazing. But today I was like, brain check. I'm not going in today. And had this been me, I don't know, even like a year or two ago, I would have been kicking myself for not having the energy. I would have been my own worst enemy. I would have all this negative self-talk like, why the hell can't you do this? You're so weak. I can't believe you couldn't go today. Now you're going to get fat because you did you missed one day of the gym. Like all of this negative self-talk all because I didn't have energy, which is the natural flow of things. Right. Yeah. We truly believe that your menstrual cycle, if you are in tune with it and, and listen to it is one tool and one way to help you break free from hustle culture, especially, but also diet culture too, because you being like, well, I would have been like, I'm going to get fat. I'm not, I'm going to gain all this weight. If I don't go like by you tuning into your cycle, you're breaking that narrative mm-hmm. yes. and you're not putting so much pressure on yourself to be that robot, that diet culture and hustle culture believes that we all are. Yeah. Well, and I, I think back to when I was following, that's one of the reasons that we, we split from beach body was because the workout calendars, it's like show up 27 out of 30 days. Well, mm-hmm. 
what about when you're on your period? What about when you're in the end of your luteal phase? Like, I don't want to do that shit all the time. Like, come on. But, But at the time I was still like showing up to my like OB appointments and they're like, when was the date of your last period? And I'm like, I don't know. I have no idea. Who knows that? Like I was never taught that we should track it or what, what, that it matters. Yeah. Um, so for me, like back in the the day, um, I would say like 10 year ish years ish ago when this would happen, when I would have a day, like I couldn't get my workout in because I was tired or I missed it. My eating would go to complete shit. And I would have, it was this all or nothing. It was a free for all. I would eat all the stuff that I wouldn't typically allow myself to have because I was weak and worthless for missing my workout. So screw the whole day. Like that was my mentality. Whereas like you said, now it's like, Oh, well, I'm just, I'm going to start my period in a few days. That's why Duh. okay. Moving on. Yeah. Just knowing more about yourself helps so much in terms of giving yourself grace, accepting your body, um, and just really learning to love yourself. Yeah, absolutely. I'm 100% with you. The awareness to me is so key. It is. It's the first step, just becoming self Absolutely. And it's it's helped us in our business too, because I mean, owning your own business, it's like you could literally have a to-do list. Forever, forever. There's always something to do. I'm with a lot of jobs. There's a never ending to do list with motherhood. There's a never ending to do list, but it's like, okay, if you're paying attention to your energy and how you're feeling and what you should be prioritizing when that can, that allows you to say, okay, this is not important right now. We're going to save this for when we do have energy or, you know, the opposite, you know, we, we have energy right now. We're going to tackle this. And it just, it gives you that permission to let some things go. Yes. 100%. Um, when it comes to, you know, having like these schedules and all this stuff, right. Um, I know that there is like a level of consistency that does give us some sort of comfort. Right. I know I talked about human design on here too, and things like that, and, um, haven't gotten too much detail about it, but I know that each person we're designed differently. Uh, but for me, particularly like consistency and routine helps support me for some people, not as much. Um, but how can, you know, for someone who may be consistent or not consistent, how does knowing your, your menstrual cycle and all of that help them? Well, I think first off addressing consistency, like you said, it's consistency is different for everybody. So in the diet culture realm, hustle culture realm, consistency means every day. Yes. Every single day. And I took that so literal, like I'm consistent. Consistency for me is I have to work out every day. I have to eat a certain way every day. I have to work every day. Like that's what consistency is. And what we've learned, especially through cycle syncing is that consistency is more so based off of your energy flow. And there's certain things like you can be consistent with workouts with your cycle just because Vioni's taking today off doesn't mean that she's inconsistent. She's consistently aligning with her menstrual cycle. Mm-hmm. So that's a way that you can incorporate consistency because I also, I also love routines as well, but I have a tendency to take them too far. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I will start something and then I get too obsessive with it. And then I get micromanagey of it. So if I can take the pressure off of having to be that way 24 seven, every single day, what does Lauren need 
for consistency. And when we teach our clients um, about cycle syncing, we more so work with people who've never really heard about it before, have never tracked their cycle a day in their life. Um, basically where we were when we first learned about cycle syncing, like no freaking clue at all. Uh, we tell them, you know, let's just start with like a tracking is the first thing to do is just start learning when the heck your period is, how long is it? How long are your phases? Like just start doing that. And then if you're looking for some type of routine that you need back in your life or some type of consistency, like pick one area. So maybe you are somebody who likes to exercise. Like I am, I love, love exercise. So that would be fun for me to, once I start tracking to maybe only incorporate exercise as part of my cycle syncing. So let's just start cycle syncing my workouts, or maybe if workouts aren't your thing, like maybe that you have a, a toxic relationship with those for, there's many of reasons that you could have that kind of relationship. Start with your job, start with just mm-hmm. motherhood, just even just being aware of what cycle you're in and how you want to show up with your kids. There's different areas that you can definitely cycle sync in to help you grasp that consistency and that routine. If that's something you're looking for. Yeah. And, and one thing we did, and this is actually going to be part of our group coaching that's coming up. I'm so excited. We're starting this in November. Um, we partnered with Katie Dougherty. She is amazing. She is on Instagram at tone underscore it underscore down with four ends. Four ends. <laughs> and she is, she basically creates different workouts for each phase of your cycle. So she, so that has been amazing because for a while I was trying to like piece together my own workouts and I hate doing that. I don't like doing that. I want to follow something, but it was tough when all I had at my fingertips were home workouts that weren't aligned with that at all. So that has been helpful just to have somebody in my corner, like, okay, well, this is what you need for each phase of your cycle. So we wanted to bring that to our clients as well. Yeah. That's beautiful. love that. Um, so what would you say to, I have a lot of clients and people that come to me, they're like, I don't have time for this. Cause I'm a working mom or, you know, I, um, or single parents, you know, like being a single mom, right. Where it's like, they feel like they don't even have time for this. What would you say to that person? Like time for cycle thinking or just time for what? just intuitive wellness altogether. Like being able to like, well, I can't wait for myself to be ovulating or be in this, you know, my most energetic phase to do all the things. Cause I have to do them all the time. What do you tell to someone? Cause I know you guys have been there. Like you were go, go, go. What do you, what would you say to them? So first off we would need to dive deeper into like a, how are you operating and is it currently serving you? Cause if you're coming at it with that type of mentality, you're probably burnt out. Like you're at burnout <laughs> because yep. you're, you're thinking it's one more thing I have to add into my life. And I get that. I get the state of burnout where you're like, don't talk to me. I can't even like, remember to put my shoes on the right feet. Like, I don't even know what's going on in my yeah. life. Um, so I think we would need to first be like, okay, Let's take a look at how you are currently running your day-to-day life and why is it causing so much burnout in the first place? I think just being self-aware is one of the biggest things for me that helps me get out of that trap. Like, mm-hmm. hey, um, so I'm I'm momming 24-7. Maybe like this is an example. Like I'm, I'm a stay-at-home mom, but I also have to work from home sometimes. And I also want to work out because it makes me feel better, but I also like barely have time for that. My kids waking up in the middle of the night, like all of these things are happening, happening, but 
when you are paying attention to your personal body and what's going on in it, you can tap out of that. You can start looking at it differently. I feel like our perception is, is something that can really cloud us from seeing what's actually going on. And I know for women, especially, and especially moms, it's really hard for us to let things go. Mm-hmm. Yes. So what do you have going on that you don't need to be actually doing? And, <laughs> and that's why you yeah. hire, that's why you hire a coach. You, you need an yeah. outside perspective to help yes. you sift through that because when you're stuck in that constant hustle and that like your nervous system is in this fight or flight and you just feel like you're yeah. constantly having to go, go, go and do, 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 and hold everybody up and do all of that. You need someone that's going to come in and hold that space for you and have real conversations with you and help you just learn to trust yourself instead of always looking for this outside, like what's next on my list. Yeah, absolutely. That space. I mean, I've been in it with you guys, with other coaches. Uh, We have a relationship counselor that we go to because God knows, like you don't go to a therapist when you're literally like on your wits end and everything's falling apart. Like we go now because we know it's for maintenance. It's to help you. It's preventative. It's a place where you can breathe and someone else is watching from the high up bleachers when you're the player on the field and you can't see all the shit going on. Cause like you've got blood and sweat and tears all over you. You know, mm. I love that. Definitely. And you know, somebody, a coach, uh, whoever you want to call them, somebody that's in your life to help support you in that they're going to help you see where you do need rest. And I feel like that's something like if, if, if you have that mentality, you are subscribing to hustle culture. I'm sorry to tell you that, but you are. And I would almost guarantee that that person has grown up in a household where rest is lazy, mm-hmm. where taking a break is worthless. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would challenge them. And that's where like a coach would come in to really reflect back on where did, who made you, who told you that and <laughs> who made you believe that? Yeah. Because this isn't coming from like what you truly desire. It's conditioning. Yeah. 100%. It sure is. Yeah. And I think back to like the workout aspect, just in terms of postpartum, this is one aspect of our story. We didn't share, you know, when you have a baby and they tell you, okay, week six, like you can go work out, shoo, shoo on your way. Um, that is a whole nother podcast, a whole nother conversation that that all needs to be readdressed. But Lauren and I both had physical ailments, physical things happen. I mean, you, she had major ab separation, like bad major. Um, it wasn't possible for her to just pick up a new workout program. Whereas I was like, okay, that I feel great. I'm feeling pretty good. So I'm going to start working out. And I did. And from that, I developed pelvic organ prolapse with my bladder and had to literally stop everything for months. And that was a huge shock in itself because you know, I was thinking, okay, I'm going to get back to my dieting. I'm going to get back to my workouts. And then all of it had to go. And I really had to figure out what I believed in. And that was amazing too, honestly, because that showed me that, like you said, oh my God, if I miss one workout, I'm going to, you know, gain 200 pounds. And like, that's it's ridiculous, right? Like ridiculous. Yeah. (laughs) And I ended up taking months off of working out and that really helped me develop that whole, my, a new mentality. What is consistency? Cause it doesn't have to mean daily and it shouldn't mean daily. Yep. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yep. And then 
I had another question because I know this one comes up a lot. I know when women like us who, you know, we've been working on, and this is work, it is work to figure out and it's consistent work to figure out resting, recovery, taking care of yourself on top of also being able to do the things that life requires you to do, right? But I know I've done this in the past when I'm in that burnout. So where I'm like, almost like, oh my God, where you find yourself comparing yourself to other people. Like she has, I can't believe, like, how does she even have time to do that? You know, like, what do you say to the woman who feels like that, that comparison that, and then she's just like, shut off. Cause she's comparing herself to other people. What would you say? Well, first off, if you know, when you get yourself to that burnout stage, also you are there because you are avoiding feelings. Yep. So, and I know for me, when I was dieting, when I was exercising crazy, when I was working my ass off, when I was trying to be the perfect mom, when I was trying to do all of those things all the time, I was trying to avoid like feeling anything. All, I was like, okay, I, I'm, I'm feeling, you know, maybe I was feeling lonely or maybe I was feeling angry or maybe I was feeling these things. And so I'm like, well, I got to keep myself busy so that I don't feel any of these emotions. Mm-hmm. And the one thing that I've learned throughout my healing journey is you have to feel that shit. You have to stop and feel it. Stop distracting yourself with working out or stop distracting yourself with like, if, if you got to allow yourself to feel that. And when you don't, that's when you can compare yourself to other yep. people. When you are going to then get to that burnout stage, mm-hmm. then you're going to look at Instagram and you're going to see Susie just doing a workout again and doing all this stuff and whatever else she's doing. And you're going to start feeling bad about yourself, but guess what that's going to do? You're going to go back to ignoring your freaking feelings again. And you're going to go yep. distract yourself with all the bullshit that you think is going to make you feel better. And that's when we were subscribed to diet and hustle culture, you know, I just remember the beach body coaching aspect where they would say, you know, Oh, you know, you're not feeling good about your business. Just go read a personal development book. Go do more stuff. Go just go work out, go drink your shake. Go. It's like, no, I need a space where you're going to let me feel what I need to feel because we can't, we, there's no shiny thing out there. I'm sorry to tell you, but all these like flashy, shiny, I'm going to fix your problems. I'm going to make you feel better. Bullshit is not real. It's, it's so not true. real. <laughs> it's all like a short-term line of bullshit, like new, yeah. for example, it's, it's complete <laughs> bullshit thing. It yeah. is. It's funny. It really is. It's it's disconnecting you from your feelings. I'm yeah. sorry. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> I agree. And I'll just add on to that that if you find that the same people are continuously triggering you, that's when you need to set some boundaries. Yes. If it's social media, unfollow them. It's a if it's a close friend, yes. gain some distance. Track your cycle and avoid them like the plague during your luteal and your menstrual phase. Like yes. <laughs> maybe the other phases, bring them back in a little bit. But like right. you have to be able to see that and set the boundaries where you need it. I love that. Love that. It's so true. And we can, I can't reiterate this enough. Like I've talked about this time and again, and you know, until you start to actually practice it, it just doesn't sink in until you do. But I love that you said, feel your feelings uh-huh. because that is what all of this is about is ignoring those feelings. Yeah. We want to keep ignoring those shadow sides. We want to keep ignoring the fact that you have these ones. It's okay. 
okay to have these feelings. Yeah. I love that you said that. One thing that I've recently done, and this was not like my practice, we actually hire coaches as well. <laughs> uh, we're currently working with somebody who's helping us with, you know, business trauma and just other traumas that we've, you know, had experienced. And the, one of the things that she had me do was, you know, how, so how do you feel the feelings? I, I would always, people would say this stuff to me and I'm like, well, what do you want me to do? Just like sit in a dark room and just like <laughs> feeling them. Like, what do I do? Like, how do you, what do we, what do you mean? And so what I did um, was I put on a song. I know this sounds crazy, but it literally was the most amazing thing ever. Oh my God. I felt so great afterwards. So I put on a song and I like, just like started moving my body and letting myself feel for example, in the, in the exercise that I was doing, this was feeling scarcity. So like letting my body feel what scarcity feels like. And so it's just moving really weird. Like it's really, I mean, from society's standpoint, it's weird. Okay. Right. Yeah. <laughs> so you're like weirdly moving all around. And then, so you let yourself feel that. And then you let yourself feel abundant. So this is just an example. So then you'll start moving your body and feeling abundance and you just keep moving, moving, moving. Cause when you're in that movement, you can actually start feeling this stuff. Yes. And I'm telling you, it was so weird. Like when I was doing the the scarcity emotion, I was like, so pissed. I was like punching things, like going crazy. And it felt so good. Yeah. It felt so good to feel scarcity. And we are trying to always move away from these feelings. Like, well, I don't want to feel sadness. I don't want to feel scarcity. I don't want to feel all these things. But sometimes when you actually yourself feel it, you do actually want to feel those things. It's so true. Yeah. I mean, it reminds me of children, right? Like we watch kids, they let the fit just go through their body. They throw themselves on the floor. They scream, they punch, you let them do it. Then they're done. If you try to keep a child from doing it, it is not going to work. Oh, well. (laughs) Right. Yeah. Yeah. Trying to control your kids, control their tantrums doesn't work. But when you're place that's just going to be there and support them through those tantrums and through that emotion. Yes. Very different. Yeah. So I like to tell people like, think about how a child kind of like does it follow their example because they're so in tune. They are still so in tune with their intuition. Yeah. They're great examples. I watch my kid. I'm like, dang, like she teaches me stuff every day about how to be me just like be intuitive and have fun. And that's why I like dance. Like you were saying, like dance, the expression of the emotion, just let it flow through you. And it just flows so quick. Cause what we do as a society, cause society taught us to shut it all down is this starts to like seep out in different ways. You like, you're like this really hot teapot that all of a sudden is like, <laughs> like you're passive aggressive to that person. And then you're jealous of that person, but it's really because of something else that you just like bury down deep. Yeah. Yeah. And also think about dogs, you know, they shake when they need to release something like that's yes. why they're, sh- they're shaking all around. And so I use the word dance, but I wasn't really dancing in like the sense that society considers dancing. Right. So it was more so like just moving energy around in my body. Shaking. So like, if you saw yes. me, you would be like, you're not, dancing. <laughs> I've um, done it before. I love it. It's a great yeah. practice. It like really just shake, shake shit out. <laughs> this is what we find. Um, when we're communicating with women who are in this void area. So they know they don't want to go back and subscribe to this, but they also don't know what to do is 
it's a lot easier. I'm going to be honest. It's a lot easier to just subscribe to the diet and hustle culture. Mm-hmm. It's way easier because yeah. that's how society operates. Mm-hmm. <laughs> so you fit in their mold, you fit in their box. Um, you know, you're, you're not this red flag all over the place that people are like, what the hell is going on? Um, I've been finding that in my life with my family, with my friends. It's like, huh? Like you're not subscribing to my box. What are you doing? And so the healing process has been amazing for me. I feel free. I feel finally excited in my body. I don't despise it anymore. Like it's been great for me, but I will be completely honest. Like when you step out of that, it's, it's going to be work Mm -hmm. to keep this going because everyone's going to keep wanting to pull you back to your box again. And that's why we wanted to create a community where we're all stepping out of that box together and creating our new boxes. Mm -hmm. I love it. So can you, now that you were talking about it, go ahead and tell us what this community is, what you guys are working on, what you're launching in November so that my listeners can know where to find you and what you guys are up to. We're so excited for this. It's been a long time coming. (laughs) So our group healing program is called in sync. Um, we're millennials, so it fit, but also we're getting you in sync with your your intuition. Um, and really it's a place where we're helping you fill that void between diet culture and hustle culture and your most aligned self. So what does that even look like to get from point A to point B? Like what's in that gray area? Yeah. So we really have a strong focus on subconscious healing. So we've actually brought on a few intuitive wellness experts. So you'll have Jenna and I, we are more so experts in like intuitive eating. So we'll really be talking about what does intuitive eating look like? How do you embrace the intuitive eating mentality? How do you get out of dieting? If that's something that you've been doing your entire life, like we had been, and it's not serving you anymore. Um, how do you find food rules that maybe you've buried? Like you don't even know that they're showing up in your life, but they still are. So we're going to help you dig all of that up and bring that to the surface. We're also going to focus on cycle syncing. Yes. So we'll also be focusing on cycle syncing, but we've hired our intuitive wellness expert, Jenna Brown. She does subconscious healing, which is amazing. We're actually working with her currently right now. Like we said, through some business trauma stuff, some other things. Um, we also have an intuitive movement expert, which I know Jenna brought up earlier, Katie, she is going to be talking about how do we intuitively, intuitively move with our menstrual cycle. So she'll have that. Yeah. And we, she's she's creating some workouts too, which are going to be great. Um, and then we're bringing in Caitlin, who is a human design expert and she's doing readings for everyone and talking about that. Like you were saying, Vioni, that, that personalized genetic blueprint. Yeah. Like, and, and really, you know, All of this combined just helps you become self-aware, learn more about yourself, learn how you tick, how things go so that you don't constantly feel like something's wrong with you and you have to change yourself to fit into society's mold. So we really, that's why we wanted to bring these experts in is to really hit all these different angles of, of intuitive healing so that you really leave just feeling like, you know, yourself, understand yourself and love yourself. Yeah. And I would I would say, you know, my intuitive way of living is not somebody else's intuitive way of living. Mm -hmm. And I think society, when, when they think of intuitive eating, when you think of intuitive movement, when you think of just the intuitive way of living, they try to put you in a box again, like, oh, well, if you're intuitively eating, you need to be eating like this. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, well, if you're intuitively moving, you have to be moving like this. And it's like, no, because intuitively moving and eating and living for me is not the same as Jenna. Mm-hmm. It's not the same as Vioni. Just like consistency mm-hmm. means something different to everybody else. So like when we do human design, when we have our subconscious healer and all these people come in to work with you, you're discovering what works for you because how I'm living my life probably isn't going to work for you. Mm-hmm. So we're not, we, we've really adjusted the way that we've coached because before when we lived in this masculine hustle culture way, we would be like, do this. Yeah. You got to do it this way because this is how we did it. And it worked for us, but we don't believe that anymore. Like, but also did it work, but for did us? it work for us? <laughs> I know that's also the question. Right. No, but now <laughs> we want to help support you and hold space for you to help you discover what works for you instead mm-hmm. of somebody pointing their finger at you and saying, do this, do this, do this. Yep. Love yeah. it. Yeah. And uh, the website that they can go to it's fitandsocial.com, right? Yes, fitandsocial.com and you can click on work with us and you'll see our 12-week group healing program is there. You'll have tons of information on it and you can get on a call with us and chat more about it if that's something you want to do or you can sign up now. So we are starting November 15th. Um, the cutoff date is November 10th to enroll and we have some special bonuses that we're going to throw in. So our human design girl is going to do a reading, um, for those who sign up before October 31st. So I know a lot of dates there's throughout there, but she is going to actually sit down personally, take a look at your human design chart and coach you on your uniqueness and mm-hmm. how to really apply that to your life. So we're really excited about that. Love it. And then you guys are also hosts of a podcast as well. We are demand growth act fearlessly, right? S D G A F. Right. Explains our whole. Uh-huh. Bye. It's so great. It's so great. That's awesome. I'll include all of this information in the show notes for anybody who is interested. They can check it out. I am so grateful for both of you. Thank you so much for coming on to my show today. Thank, Thank you, you so much for having us. This was a blast. We love you. Love you. Mwah. Bye, friends. Thank you. Bye. I really enjoyed this time with Jenna and Lauren from Fit and Social. I hope that you guys learned a lot from it today, and I hope that you'll take the time to check out their website, fitandsocial.com, and check out their offering, their wellness program starting November 15th in sync. As always, check out my website, verygratefulmind.com, if you're interested in learning more about yogic principles and how to apply them to your life for intuitive wellness. And you can follow me at verygratefulmind on Instagram. If you have any questions or you'd like to give me some insight as to any future topics on this podcast, feel free to email me, Vioni, V-I-O-N-Y, at verygratefulmind.com. Thank you guys so much. It was so wonderful having you on today. Namaste, my friends.